everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday, September 8th. It's 2020. We have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. There's a lot of baseball going to be played today, but only nine games in the main slate um, on FanDuel and DraftKings. So that's what we're going to break down here for you. I'm joined by my buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Not too bad. It's interesting out here in Denver right now. Uh, it was 95 degrees today. It is going to get dropped down to 30, and we're having a snowstorm tomorrow. I don't <laughs> understand this at all, and it's going to be 85 this weekend. So I I had to go through and turn off all my pipes and swamp cooler and everything, and I'm going to have to turn them all right back on in a few days. It's a real pain, but such so is living in Denver. <laughs> yeah, I – um. I um like it was pouring today, like thunder, lightning pouring in my backyard, and it was super sunny in my front yard. And like that's Florida, like we get um all kinds of weird storms in Florida. So I, I feel you. I don't feel the snowstorms. Um, I had hail the other day, but like no snowstorms. So um, don't know like the feeling of that whatsoever. So <laughs> um, all right, we have a lot to, to get through. Um, pitching on this slate is going to be um, the most interesting part of this breakdown as far as like first look goes, because I don't feel like there's a ton of options. Um, so um, let's get started with the White Sox and the Pirates. Dylan C's against Joe Musgrove. Um, any interest here in Dylan C's? No, I mean, he's all right. Like he's, he's just not great price. Like the kids obviously got talent, but he really hasn't done a ton this year. His actual numbers this year have not been great. Pittsburgh is a decent matchup. They're not a great ball club, but I mean, I don't see a ton of upside for his price tag. It's a thin slate at pitcher. And there's one guy that is way above everyone else's price range, in my opinion. And I'm probably just going to go all in on him. So no seats for me. I would be lying if I said I didn't have a slight interest. Um, you know, we're both going to like Andrew Heaney against Texas. It's no secret. Um, I'm guessing that's the guy that you were just yep. talking about. Um, like, we've been picking on Texas all year, and, like, Heaney just seems like a lock and load spot. Like, listen, if you look at Dylan Seas' numbers, you probably shouldn't have interest. If you look at the Pittsburgh Pirates – you could pretty much play any pitcher against them right now, and they have upside because this team is – Last in WOBA, last in WRC+, plus, last in ISO, last in hard hit rate. And, and, like, they're a team that has a 25% strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. So, like, any pitcher that is pitching against them, I have interest. I don't like the price. I wish he was 7700 I wish he was cheaper. But I, I could see the reason why to have interest. And, you know, I, I don't think, like, 15 to 20 points is going to kill you on this slate because it's that type of slate. So, um, you know, going to the other side, Musgrove, we were chatting about it, you know, pre-show, and we're like, we have no idea what to expect pitch count from him. Like, he came back from injury and threw 46 pitches. Like, how much do they really let him go? Like, it's not like he was pitching terribly at zero walks and anything. Like, you know, how much do they really let him go? Like, do you chance it, or do you just say, I'm not playing him in the spot? Yeah, I have to wait and see where ownership's at and see if we get word on anything. But, like, 6K price tag going up against the White Sox. Like, even if he's pitching 80 – if he's pitching 80 pitches, like, he has a chance to get 20 points here going up against the White Sox. There's a 27% K rate in this lineup going up against righties. Musgrove is around that as a pitcher. So, there's massive upside in this matchup here. 
if he can go long enough. Just yeah, we don't know what he is. I there's one guy that's slightly more expensive that I would much rather go with here. So I don't know if I'll end up with much much Musgrove unless we hear anything about him going up into the 80s uh, for pitches, which I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, Musgrove gives up a lot of power to both sides of the plate, a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate. Can strike guys out. Do you have any interest in the White Sox here? No, they're too expensive. Like, I, I play the White Sox pretty much every single day, but everyone's over 5K. Like, I'll have money to spare because of what pitchers I'm going with, but I don't think – like, it's, if it was not being played in Pittsburgh, it would be a different scenario. But it's being played over in Pittsburgh. Obviously, not a great hitter's ballpark, and the prices are way up there. So, outside of maybe one-offs or Edwin, I don't really have a whole lot of interest in these guys. Yeah, the pricing, obviously, I feel like is the biggest thing. Because, um, like, Abreu at 53, Anderson at 56, like, if they weren't so expensive, I'd have interest in those guys. Um, E5 is still 4,400. I feel like that's still a little too cheap. If you want to play him, I don't hate it. Um, and then on the Pittsburgh side of things, like, I, I just said it. Like, this team has been terrible this season. Like, if you want to play Colin Moran or Josh Bell, they're both under 4K. On DraftKings, you have to pick which one you want to play because they're both first base eligibility. Um, but those are, like, the only two guys that, like, I have any remote interest in here. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of in the kind of on the same page here. Those guys are cheap. Like, I could see doing it just super cheap stack here with, like, mini stack with Moran, Polanco, Bell. Like, Cease hasn't been great this season. He's giving up a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate, more to the lefties than righties. But, like, they just have been so bad. It's simply a pricing thing where you can fit a few of these guys. Like, Moran's been decent. Bell obviously has a ton of power. And Polanco's been all right. Uh, But they're just too cheap. So I could see a mini stack there if you really need the money and you're playing Bueller. But other than that, like I don't really have any interest in the Pirates. The only other guy that I'll mention is Hayes. Um, he's 2,800 and like he's been hitting the ball really well um, since they like promoted him. Like hits in four out of five games, and three of those games have been multi-hit games. So like Hayes against Seas, um, Seas is. You know, he's a guy that gives up a ton of fly balls to righties, too, and a lot of hard contact. So, like, if you're not playing um, C's, I think you can take a shot on Hayes, Moran, um, Bell. It's ugly, man. Pittsburgh's struggling this year for sure. Uh, moving on, we got the Brewers and the Tigers. Hauser against Turnbull. Um, any interest here in Hauser? I actually do. Like, trying to figure out a pivot off of Heaney. Like, you look at Hauser's numbers in the last three games – They've been terrible, like negative points, one point, seven point, eight points, and one was just against Detroit. I don't really expect anyone to be on him when he was expected to be the chalk in his original start versus Detroit. But he's been getting a lot of ground balls, so he's just getting unlucky. Nine hits in each of the last three games and four-plus earned runs in each one with only one walk, like, and he averages 13 ground balls in outing. Like, the numbers are there. He's still got a 3.83 XFIP on the season. He doesn't strike out a ton of guys, but Detroit has a decent amount of strikeouts in here. He's 8K. I know they hasn't gone more than 85 pitches in the last few outings, but he can still go up to 100. He was just getting beat up in each of those, and that's why they yanked him. Like, you look at his advanced stats, he's still good. You look at his actual numbers, they've been terrible, and I think it's just bad luck, and I think that he's – in for a bounce-back spot here. Yeah, 9 ERA, 2.9 um, T 
2.95 FIP in the last start uh, against Detroit. Um, 4.29 Babbitt. Like, it was just – it wasn't his day. Um, you know, like, when, when balls are flo- – when the balls are, like, floating in and falling like they were in that game, um, you know, like, that's just super concerning. Um, man, like – I, I I think we have to take shots on him in tournaments here. I don't think I think he needs the obvious cash game play in this range, um, especially like on Fanduel, like one pitcher sites. I think he needs your guy today. Um, but like I think in tournaments you have to overlook the last start and just say, all right, I'm just gonna do it because it's the matchup. It's the Tigers and. You know, as bad as we, like, you know, we're just hating on the Pirates, like, the Tigers are bottom 10 in almost every offensive, you know, stat as well. So, um, on the other side, we got Turnbull. Like, it's been fun, you know, picking on this team all year. Um, you know, this this offense has been, you know, struggling. You know, he just struggled in this matchup as well. Um, you know, he's 8500 Like, the price is what is just, like, I can't pay 8500 for Spencer Turnbull. Yeah, no, no interest in it at all. Like the pricing on the slate is forcing you to play three pitchers, and that's really it. Turnbull is not going to put up a big, big, big outing. I know Milwaukee's been terrible, and Turnbull does have one decent start, but I'm not going to expect that again. He pretty much has to pitch lights out in order to actually be worth it on this slate. So no interest in him even against a struggling Milwaukee lineup. Um, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for the Brewers? If Garcia is in there, he's 2.3K. Um, Vogelbach is sitting at 3.3. Navarez is sitting there at 3K. There's some cheap bats here. Like, they have a 4.8 yeah. implied team total. Outside of Yelich, everyone and Hira, everyone's super cheap. I don't mind a stack with the Brewers. Like, Turnbull's not great. The bullpen's not great. This could be a spot where they end up actually doing something. The temperature is something that's a little bit worrisome. It's supposed to be 65 out there. I think there's weird temperature all around the U.S. though right now. Uh, so I'd check on that. But, like, if it's going to be a little bit hotter tomorrow, then, like, I could see a Milwaukee stack paying off. Yeah, like, you know, looking at Milwaukee, Ben Gamble's 2.3K. Like, he is another guy that you can throw in the conversation of just being, like, too cheap. He should bat leadoff here on the road. Like, you're getting four at-bats from a guy 2.3K. It's not like Detroit bullpen is anything to be scared of whatsoever. So, you know, he's super interesting. You know, like you said, with um, Smoke getting outrighted the other day, like, Vogelbach got signed. Um, Vogelbach is 3.3 K like you could like play like two or three of these guys. Um, and like, I don't love it, but you know, Spencer Turnbull is a guy that doesn't hardly generate any soft contact. Um, and his walk rate is just as high as a strikeout rate. So I think you could definitely look at these guys. Like if you're going to play some of these Milwaukee guys, like you should probably put Yelich in there. Like I know he hasn't had like the best season, but he's still the most upside on this team. Um, is there anything standing out to you for Detroit? Nope. Yeah, like Castro and Castro and Reyes have been hitting the ball well in scope. You know, obviously, like this this team has definitely improved as the season has gone. Um, I could see potentially throwing out a hedge stack here and like just doing like a full on game stack of this game, but like outside of that, I don't have a ton of interest. I will say, like Willie Castro, like the guy, he's he might actually be like the real deal. Um, so you know, I definitely don't hate like if you end up in that range at shortstop at 3700 i don't hate him if you're not playing housers so 
Uh, Marlins and Braves, Sixo Sanchez against Kyle Wright. Um, any interest here in Sixo Sanchez? I mean, yeah, he's pitched great. He still has a five run total against him, but that's partial because it's the Marlins and they have a terrible bullpen. But he's, this is a clear misprice. Like he's going to be, it's going to be Heaney Sixto lineups pretty much everywhere tomorrow, right? I don't know if people will play him like as like chalk. I, I feel like there's a lot of cheap bats. Um, you know, we just kind of talked about some of them that I feel like a lot of people might end up on um, like Bueller or Lynn um, Heaney. Oh, I'm going to be using a lot of six to like he can get up to a hundred pitches. He's gone seven innings each of his last two starts. He only has one walk on the season. He throws a lot of strikes and gets a lot of ground balls and has a decent K rate. Like this is a guy that could end up going all the way through the game here. He's way too cheap at 6.2 K. If he's not going to be chalk, I'm all over. I don't care about the matchup. Does not matter to me at all. Like he's still a big ground ball pitcher. He's still a guy that doesn't walk. He's still got decent K rate in this Atlanta lineup. While it is very good, it has a lot of strikeouts in it. So I absolutely, if he's not going to be chopped, I absolutely love him. I might go hundred percent on him. Yeah. Like, you know, I talked about this, his first start that he he's really like, he's a top prospect in all of baseball, not with just the Marlins and the Marlins actually have a pretty decent farm system. Uh, they made a lot of, trades um over the last couple of years that like they've got a lot of you know they got a lot of works in that farm system but here's the thing that's interesting to me as far as like Sixto Sanchez goes like not only does this kid throw like 98 99 miles an hour he has a above average changeup um and when you're looking at like the Braves against changeups you're going to like what you see a lot um really high whiff rates you know the only guy that's hit changeups for power in this lineup over the last couple of years is Ronald Ronald Acuña. So I think this is a, a beatable matchup for Sixo Sanchez. Um, you know, obviously I always worry about like how hot it's going to be in Atlanta, but it doesn't look like it's going to be like scorching hot. So um, depending on weather and stuff like that, I think he's definitely in play here on the other side of the game. we got Kyle Wright who is not good whatsoever. Um, so maybe Sixo Sanchez gets a lead here and pitches with a lead and, you know, pitches with confidence in this spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are, are you are you asking me about Sixto right now, or are you asking me? No, about I'm asking hitters? you about your boy, our boy Kyle Wright. Like no interest, right? No, no, absolutely no interest at all. I mean, he gets the Marlins, but no. Yeah, let's talk Marlins bats. Is there anything that like is standing out to you at all here against Wright? I mean, if Aguilar's in there, then he's. 3.8K. I mean, right is not very good. Gives up hard contact to both sides of the plate, but more to the righties. Like, there's a lot of walks in this lineup, so there's going to be guys on base, a bunch of RBI chances here. So, Marte's too expensive, but Dickerson, Aguilar, if he's in the lineup, like, I could see using either one of them or Cooper or Anderson. Like, I wouldn't full-on stack him here, but, like, I, I think that you can take a few Miami players if you need a little salary relief just because right is so horrible and there's gonna be a lot of base runners is it crazy to say like i think Corey dickerson is like cash game playable today like i don't think so low strikeout guy going up against a horrible t- pitcher and he's got some power like he is he's 3.2k he's gonna bat lead off it's just like the same argument that like we were just talking about ben gamble you're getting four at bats um i just it's hard not to want to play dickerson here in like an optimal type of build um and Outside of him, though, like, you know, Joyce is cheap. Cooper has been hitting the ball really hard in the small sample that we've seen of him so far this season. But 
I'm not going to go out of my way to stack the Marlins, but I don't think they're a bad team to play here. So, like, if you end up needing some cheaper guys, um, you mentioned, like, Jesus Aguilar. Um, Anderson's cheap. Like, these guys are cheap. Um, but Dickerson's my favorite. Braves, any interest in the Braves? I mean, maybe if Sanchez is going to be super chalky, I'll do a hedge deck out there. But they're all 5K. Sanchez is a good pitcher. Like gets a lot of ground balls, so he's not going to have a whole bunch of home runs against him. He does throw heat, so they could obviously hit the ball hard off him if they get it, uh, a hold of one of his fastballs. But they're all like top five guys in the lineup are all 4.9K and above. This is not a spot where I want to pay that much because if I'm not using Sixto, or if I'm using the Braves, I'm not using Sixto, and I don't have enough money to pay up for the Braves stack. So I'm probably just Xing them out today just because of the way that the slate's playing out and because it's not a good matchup and they're overpriced. They can win you a tournament on any slate. And like, I'll say that, like they're always a team that can win you a tournament. I just, I don't know if today's the day that I end up playing them. Uh, but again, like they're a team that has the upside to, to really you know, put up a monster day. So uh, Baltimore at New York facing the Mets. John Means, Michael Waka. Any interest here in John Means? No, nah, he's not been good this year. Yeah, 13% K rate, um, 6.4% um, XFIP. And, like, the Mets actually have some righties in this lineup that hit left-handed pitching really well. So, I'm with you. I'm going to pass on Means. Um, any interest here in Michael Waka? I don't want to pay that price. Like, he's been decent. It's a decent matchup, but – I mean, overall in the slate, I don't really have a desire to pay 9.2K for him when I can go down to Heaney, Hauser, or go up to Bueller, Clevenger. Like, it's just not a spot where it's really worth it to play Waka in the spot. So, I, I'm not playing him. It's it's strictly a price play. Yeah, like, he just doesn't face enough guys. He doesn't pitch deep enough in the games. It just is like Michael Waka is probably going to throw, like, four innings here, three innings here, and, like, Gesellman's probably going to throw three behind him. Like... I don't know. I, I can't play Waka. Like, he just – he hasn't flashed the upside. Like, what's his upside at 9-2? Like, 20 points? Like, that's just not enough for 9-2. Not – when I would – I would rather play Dylan C's and I'd rather take the, the chance on him. play Turnbull. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that, like, that's an obvious one too. So, um, Baltimore Bats, anything that you like here? Not really. I mean, Stewart is 2K. <laughs> yeah, he's so cheap and, like – He's projected to hit second in this lineup. It's crazy. Yeah, no. So if he's there batting second, like he's probably a cash game play. I mean, it, it's just he's not a bad bat. And anytime you can get a, a guy min price on the away team batting second, like I don't care what the matchup is. And I know that Waka has been good versus lefties and he's a bit reverse splitsy, but I don't care. Like that price tag is just silly, but everyone else is priced too high. So they've really messed with the Baltimore pricing algorithm because Stewart is one of the top point-per-dollar plays on the board, and everyone else is not playable. Yeah, it's it, – you know, I, I think that obviously, like, with Santander out, this offense definitely takes a huge hit. The guy has been crushing the ball this season. Stewart's in play. Um, I don't know how much will actually, like, need it. You know, there are cheaper options. There's cheap. There's a ton of cheap bets today, so who knows. Um Mets. Mets are, Mets are somewhat interesting here. Um, you know, like the guys you want to play, like Alonzo, 4.7. The guy that really stands out to me is J.D. Davis at 4.3. Uh, what's your thoughts here on the Mets? 
Yeah, yeah. It's J.D. Davis, Frazier, if he's in the lineup. Both of them do great versus lefties. Like, probably a little bit too cheap. But Alonzo, 4-7, don't care. Absolutely willing to play him. But, I mean, these lefties have been hitting lefties pretty well so far this season. And Means hasn't been good versus either side of the plate. And even in the past, like, his numbers against lefties have been fairly good. But they aren't anything to write home about. He still gives up a decent amount of fly balls. Like, these lefties can hit the ball hard here, so I don't mind a full stack. I'm guessing they're going to be fairly chalky. The Baltimore bullpen's not very good. They have a 5.8 run total on the board. Like, I'm I'm in for any of these Mets bats. I definitely prefer the righties, but I will play pretty much anyone in this lineup. Angels, Rangers, Andrew Heaney, Lance Lynn. Um, we've already kind of – said that we like Heaney. Um, let's talk about why. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Andrew Heaney? Heaney's on a tear. He's, they're letting him pitch late into games. Texas is terrible. Texas is terrible. Texas is terrible. Heaney is good. He's underpriced at 8.4K. The guy's pitching like an absolute ace right now, and he's going up against a bad lineup. There, there's really not much to look into. He's very clearly the top player on the slate, and he went up to 117 pitches in his last matchup. So if he's dealing, they'll let him go late, which is the only reason we were worried earlier on in the season. And now over 97 and four four straight, averaging 104 pitches during that span. He's just play Heaney. Yeah, this team's bad. Um, like, it's <laughs> – it, it it's it's crazy just how bad like this offense has been this season like they've been okay against left-handed pitching and like that's not saying a lot like an okay offense against a guy that's been pitching really really well so you mentioned like the pitch count and stuff like that um like obviously that's super awesome and like the rangers rank they rank bottom five and iso woba wrc plus they're striking out a 25 percent clip like this is a great matchup for andrew heaney and this ballpark from what we've seen so far is kind of playing like a pitcher's ballpark. So um, small sample size. It's going to take us years to really know what this ballpark is, but that's what it's playing as right now. Lance Lynn on the other side, Lance Lynn, you know, he's been good. He's had struggles at times this season. The angels are always a toughy, tough team because they don't strike out a ton, but like there's not a lot of guys in this lineup that are going to beat you with the long ball. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty much Trout and Rendon are the two main bats here. Lynn has been good so far this season at most times. Like, it, he's showing a little bit more splits neutral so far this year. I'm not entirely certain why. There's not really reason why he should. Um, but he's still a great pitcher. He's able to go late in the games. His price tag is worrying me about a little bit. But I'm not going to argue with playing him, but it's, it's the Angels. A few guys really know how to work the count. So it can get his pitch count up a little higher, which a lot of what you're banking on is him going later into the games because he get will throw 110 plus pitches in every single outing. Uh, so if they end up getting the count up, if he ends up walking a few guys, we're probably not getting seven innings out of him. Don't know if he's going to pay off his price tag. So I don't have a problem with using him. It's probably not a spot I'm going with though. Yeah, like the the potential limited strikeouts um, is just the biggest concern for me. I, I think like he is not the worst play in tournaments, um, but like he put up 19 against this team earlier this year. That that might be enough on this slate, but I don't know. Um, as far as like the Angels bats go, like 
they're all like super expensive. I think you can always play Mike Trout, but 6.1K is a really tough ask for him. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Angels' bets? Fade him. Like, Trout is always in play, but Lynn's been better historically versus righties. Rendon's always in play. Same scenario, though. Upton is cheap, but righty-righty matchup, not great. Otani has got the platoon split, but he hasn't been fantastic so far this season. And price tag's probably a little bit too high. I'm just fading the Angels. Yeah, I think the pricing is just a little too high on these guys. Um, and then on the Texas side, like, I'm probably going to fade these guys. I'm not even going to make a hedge stack. If Heaney doesn't pitch well, I move on to the next day. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no reason to. I mean, they're cheap, but not a good matchup, not a good ballpark, not a good sp- spot to go with them. All right, we got the Reds and the Cubs. Tyler Molly against Alec Mills. We're looking at, like, massive wind in this game. Like, massive wind. Like, 15 to 25 miles an hour with possible light rain blowing in from center field. Like, we're going to see a lot of wind in this game, Grant. Um, and, and, like, we know how much that, like, dictates Ridley. It's one of those ballparks that's, like, heavily dictated by wind. Like, my biggest issue here with, like, Tyler Molly is, like, he gives up a ton of fly balls, but like that might actually be okay um, in this spot. And he has a 28% K rate. We're starving for pitching. Is this enough to make you a little interested in here in, in Tyler Molly? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this Cubs lineup that they're probably going to be rolling out is striking out a huge clip so far this season versus righties. Molly is a guy that strikes out righties a little bit more than lefties. And yes, there are what four lefties in this lineup, but half of them strike out at a massive clip wind blowing in like wind blowing in does a few things. Not only does it ball goes in there, anyone who's golfed and hit the ball into a wind knows exactly how much it affects it for an extreme fly ball pitcher. It's huge, but also he's when he's throwing heat, like it adds sometimes an extra mile or two uh, velocity to the fastball. So, He's averaging around 94. Like, difference between a 94-mile-an-hour fastball and a 96-mile-per-hour fastball in terms of strikeouts is pretty pretty large. So, if the wind is going in, then I think that he makes a good pivot off of Heaney. Like, he's got the K upside. He's got the matchup. He's got the stuff, and he's got the weather that will come in huge. And it's only supposed to be, like, 65 degrees tomorrow. So, if yeah. it's not a weather concern for the rain, then he could – mow through everyone and end up with a 30 point outing so i'm waiting to see what weather is check on what roth has to say but current weather conditions that are predicted he's a fantastic play on the slate especially if Heaney's going to be the super chalk yeah i think he is a great tournament play um like he actually has like some strikeout upside too like he has a 28.5 percent k rate on the season so like the strikeout upside, the potential wind. Um, he's a guy that has thrown over 100 pitches. Like he, he put up 34 against the Cubs earlier this year. Um, so like the upside is there. The upside is there. Um, the other side, we got Alec Mills pitching in the same conditions. My problem with like Molly and Mills here is like Mills doesn't strike anybody out. Um, like he's a guy that sits around like a 15% K rate. You know, maybe a little bit higher. But, like, he just doesn't – he doesn't K people. And, like, this is a team that has struggled against him once and then beat him his next matchup. And, like, he faced one of the worst offenses in baseball last time out in Pittsburgh and struggled. 
Yeah, no, I mean, and the wind, again, doesn't help as much, nearly as much for fly ball guys or for ground ball guys, right. which Mills is a massive ground ball guy. doesn't strike out a ton. I mean, the price tag's fine at 7.5K, but it's nothing to write home about. He doesn't stand out as a good play. I'd rather go with Sixto. I'd rather go with Hauser. I'd rather go with Molly. Like, you can get the extra money to get up, but there's strikeouts are there, so I'm not going to argue, or in this line, the strikeouts are there, so I'm not going to argue with it. It's just not a spot where I want to go out of my way to roster mills. Um, any interest in the Cincinnati bats here? Uh, I'm crossing off all bats in this game if the weather is what it is. Yeah, like obviously check the win, check Kevin Ross weather report. I always just pull up, you know, night before weather. And like, obviously it is not as good as like Kevin Roth. Like if the wind is okay, you can play Moustakis. You can play Winker in this matchup. Um, I don't hate these guys, even with the wind, you know, if it's blowing in from like left center, but there's better options on this slate, you know, especially like Winker's price is four, three. You're going to find a bunch of guys in that price range that you like just as much. Moustakis is four, nine. So, um, and then the Cubs, like we love to target, target Tyler Molly because he, you know, gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact, but this might not be the spot um, to target the Cubs bats. Yeah, they could have 10 barrels and end up with zero home runs. That's not good, right? That, that's not good. <laughs> I don't know if you hear a weird noise. The pipes are getting cold. Um, yeah, like there, there's no reason to roster pretty much any bat. I mean, they're all full price right now because – they're priced based on the matchup, not because of the wind, not the wind. So with the wind like this, it's not worth it at all. Like if they're just hitting a bunch of ground balls, which isn't likely versus Molly, they're not going to get there in terms of fantasy points. Now is the time to celebrate. Football is finally back, and DraftKings, a leader in one-day fantasy sports, has millions of reasons why you should be excited. To kick off the football season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at a $1 million top prize with a total of $3 million up for grabs this Thursday's football contest. Getting in on Thursday night's single game showdown is easy. All you have to do is download DraftKings using promo code GRIND, draft six players from the season opener and stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against competition. So head to the app now and to start making it rain. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code GRIND will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game like having a shot at a $1 million payday. Download the DraftKings app now and use code GRIND. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss the extra special week one bonus. Enter code GRIND to get a shot Free shot at $1 million in top prize with your first deposit. That's code GRIND. Only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. Uh, Rockies and Padres. We got, um, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rockies and Padres. Chi-Chi Gonzalez against Mike Clevenger. There's a couple, like, doubleheaders, and, like, it's messing with me a little bit as we go here. But, um any interest in uh, Chichi Gonzalez? No. Padres are good. Chichi is bad. <laughs> they're not good on Monday night, dang it. Um, they're terrible on Monday night. Like, well, it's because I took Monday night off. 
Yeah, well, is that what it is? Because, man, um, I stack the Padres like everybody else everywhere, and they have zero runs in the eighth inning right now. So um, that's not going well. But, yeah, Chichi Gonzalez is not very good. The Padres have upside here for sure. Going to the other side, Clevenger, like, typically we would like this matchup. Um, Colorado, outside of Colorado, Clevenger just really, like, where is he at? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's all over the place. Pitch. Yeah, he's yeah. not pitching the same as he was last year. He's walking a whole lot more guys. Like, he's just not the same pitcher that he was last season. He's not pitching 110 pitches, which was huge for him last season. Control hasn't been there, and because the control hasn't been there, strikeouts haven't been there. Yes, this isn't a terrible matchup, but paying 9-7 for a guy that's clearly struggling right now and isn't going to go that late into games, it's not a spot where you want to use him. Like, yes, there's some game theory behind it. Yes, he could outscore Bueller. He could outscore Lynn. Like, he can outscore Heaney. But more than likely, the outcome of this game is he ends up in the 10 to 20 range, which isn't going to get you done for 9.7K. So I have no interest in him. I'm not going to talk people off of him because of game theory aspects of it, but I'm, I'm not using him. It is really just going to be like if I open up lineup HQ and like he's projected under 10%, then maybe I take a couple shots. But outside of that, like I just don't have a ton of interest. I don't have a ton of interest in the Rockies bats either. Like I think Clevenger, like, you know, he hasn't pitched great this season, but I still think he's a good pitcher and they're outside of cores and they're, you know, like Blackman's 5'4, Story's 5'4, Arnado's 5'2. Like they're priced like they're still in cores. Yeah, yeah, no, they're really not worth it to me. Um, like this is the same thing that pretty much happens every single year. They leave cores, and then their price too high. It, it's not a good spot. They have a three point five run total, and they're priced like a team that has a five run total. So I'm not using any or any Colorado bats. Padres are expensive. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to the Padres? Play six, don't you can play them. Um, they have a five point six run total. The average ISO in the lineup right now is 290 versus righties. They've got so many different guys you can use. Like, I love Grishman this matchup. I love Tatis in every single matchup ever. Like, Hosmer has been hitting really well this season. Machado has turned things around and hit really well this season. Moreland's 4.1K and has, is a good bat. Myers is a decent bat and is 4.4K. Cronenworth has been crushing it since he's been in the league. Nola is way too expensive as, if he's in the line. 5.1K, I'm not paying that, even though he's been decent. Um, but, like, the, the, every single bat in the, I love the Padres. Padres are probably my favorite stack on the board. Chi-Chi is not a good pitcher. Gives up a decent amount of hard contact, and all these guys can hit the ball in the air. Like, I know it's not a great ballpark, but I don't think they're going to be that heavily owned. I'm a big fan of them today. I will play a lot of them. Yeah, like, I don't mind going back to the well. Like I said, they definitely um, burned me on Monday. Um, unless they score, like, 15 runs in the ninth inning. I don't know, because they can't even do that because they're the home team. So, yeah, it's um, brutal. So, uh, moving on, we got the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, Walker Bueller, Luke Weaver. Um, what's your thoughts here on Walker Bueller? I mean, his overall numbers on the season aren't great, but – Look at what he's done recently. Absolutely been fantastic the last two outings, one of which was against these Diamondbacks. 3.7 run total against him. This is not a good lineup right now. Like, a lot of bad bats in here, a lot of underperforming bats. 
Bueller has been fantastic recently. He's not walking guys. He's striking out guys by the boatload. We don't know how late he's going to go into the game. And it's like because of Heaney and because of Sixto and because of the cheaper guys on the slate, I don't know how much Walker Bueller will be playing. But if I have the money, I absolutely want him in my lineup. Even throwing 90 pitches, he can have a massive outing here against these Diamondbacks who are just terrible. Like he's probably the top raw points pitcher on the slate. He's the most talented pitcher on the slate. Um, you know, he's he's the top arm. Like he's the guy that. So like on, on Fanduel, I'd probably take the twelve hundred dollars savings to Andrew Heaney um, over Bueller. But like on DraftKings, I'll probably play both of them. Like I, I like the combo. I, I've talked about some cheap bats that I like. Like also outside of like Cole Calhoun, I'm not super worried about this offense in general. So. Um, I like Bueller. I think he, you know, is definitely in play. Um, and then Weaver, like, no thanks. I know he strikes guys out, but, like, he gives up a ton of hard contact, a ton of power to both sides. Like, I'm going to pass. And it's the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no interest in Weaver. Yeah. Um, Dodgers bats, late night hammer. Um, again, like, we talk about it all the time. You know, one of the better offenses in baseball. This is a great matchup. They're they're the late night hammer again. Um, I think that this is a team you definitely want to target in this spot. I, I like them a lot. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, the problem is their prices, but again, you have money to pay up on this slate. Weaver, I already said it. Fifty percent fly ball rate to righties so far this season. Fifty percent hard contact rate. Lefties still bad numbers. So Betts, Seager, Muncie, Bellinger, Pollock, Jock James, load them up. All great plays. They have a 5.5 run total for a reason. They should smash here. I really like them. Um, Arizona, I got nothing. I don't want any of these guys. No, no, no interest in anyone. I'm passing those guys. Last game, we got the Mariners and the Giants. Uh, Lee James Newsom against Logan Webb. Um, any interest here in Newsom? No, no. I mean, I, I've, I have more interest in bats in these games. Yeah, I, I think the bats are a little interesting here. Like, you know, I don't think Newsom Newsom is like the the worst play on the slate, but I feel like he's just not gonna go deep enough. I don't think. Um, I feel like that's my biggest concern with him. Like, he pitched okay against the Padres, and I think the Padres' offense is better than the Giants' offense. And like, he only threw sixty pitches in that game. Um, so if they stretch him out a little bit more. And he gets 75. I still don't know if that's enough because we have Sixto Sanchez in this range. Um, so I'm probably going to pass. And then on the other side, Logan Webb, he's 7,700. He gets a great matchup here going up against Seattle. But, like, overall, he's another guy that, like, he's flashed upside in a couple games this season. Like, 77 is not the worst price. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's basically an average pitcher in almost every sense, like, just slightly above average case, slightly below average walks, slightly below average XFIP. Matchups decent. Like there are some I don't think the Mariners bats, even though they got rid of a few guys, are as bad as some people think they are. Um I I don't really have any interest in web. Like it's it's a pricing thing. There's too many other guys in the same roughly the same price range. I'd rather go up to Heaney Male or rather go down to Sixto. So I'm not playing him, but I'm probably not playing Mariners bats. Yeah, it's ugly. Um, that that is the easiest way to say it. It's it's ugly. So, um, 
Yeah, like Seattle Marmalos, Marmalos, Marmalos. I think he's in play. Like he's a guy that has definitely shown some power. Um, but like outside of that, I don't yeah, know. Like five K for Seager or Lewis in this spot. Yeah, and like Crawford, like he hasn't shown a ton of power this season either. So like he's always someone that's concerning. But like Marmalos, Marmaleos um, is two point nine K. Um, you know, three home runs in the last 10 games. I think he's definitely someone you can take a shot on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that call at all. 2.9 K is probably a little bit too cheap with him, but only guy I'm really going with with Seattle. Oh, Dylan Moore's back too. And like, he's been like, he was crushing the ball before he got hurt. So like he is, um, he's definitely in play for me. Like he's, I think he had a home run in his first game back as well. So, um, I guess he came back over the weekend i didn't notice that's my bad but um dylan moore is another guy that i don't mind here um giants bats against newsome any interest in these guys belt belt is 3.8 k and he's crushing the balls this season yeah um i actually don't mind a giant stack so this park is like it was great hitters ballpark at the beginning of the season it's kind of normalized to just an average hitters ballpark but Yaz has been crushing the ball. He's 5.9K. I don't really expect too many people to play him. Um, Dickerson, if he's in the lineup, I don't mind that. Like, But Belt's way too cheap. This is not going to be a heavily owned game. The Mariners' bullpen is just one for the ages and how bad it is. So if Newsom gets into trouble or gets yanked early because of his pitch count, then that bullpen's terrible. And Giants can put up a lot of runs in – um, in a hurry. Like, they're one of my favorite low-owned stacks on the slate, and I'm probably going to have a decent amount of them. Fair enough, uh, for good reason. Um, like you said, this ballpark is definitely not playing the same as um, we're kind of used to here. So, uh, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. So, give me a guy um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Um, six, though. I figured that's who you're going to go with here. Um I'm going to go with Logan Webb. I don't think there's a lot of guys under 8K that can get six or more strikeouts, and I think that he has the opportunity to get there, um, where I don't think a lot of these guys do. Um, over 8K to score under 15, who's your bust? Turnbull. Yeah, that's kind of who I was leaning to. Um I'm never paying 9,200 for Michael Walker. So even if he doesn't get 15, like I'm never paying that price for him. So he's my, my pick, um, over 4k to hit a home run. who do you got? I'm going to go with, I'm trying not to go with an easy one. Um, I'm going to go with Tatis. That was an easy one. I'm going to go, uh, lefty, lefty, Michael Conforto. Um, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. Belt. It's just ridiculous how cheap he is. Um, Ben Gamble is 2.3K, and I like the matchup for him. Give me, give me Gamble. Give me a stack to score six or more runs. I'm going to go with the sneaky one with the Giants. All right. I'm going to go with the Mets. I like the Mets a lot today. Obviously, I already kind of talked about it. Uh, that bullpen, uh, I think that – they can get the job done. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm going to go close all my windows and hope I don't freeze to death tonight. 
Oh, well, don't do that because, you know, you're going to be doing the Morning Grind football podcast with me in a couple of days. Uh, that'll be out on a Wednesday. We're Gosh, still going to be excited for football. Uh, I'm pumped, man. I started uh, I started digging in. Like, I have CVRs to do an expert survey and stuff. So I started, like, digging in today. And, like, I'm excited for the slate. Um, so I'm pumped. Um, you know, it is going to be a standalone podcast. We'll still be doing five days of baseball until baseball season's over. So, um, so you're still going to get your baseball podcast. And Grant's been awesome enough to work with me to do a six podcast each week for football. So excited for that. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome day. Good luck in your contest. And we'll see you again tomorrow. See you kids.